Hey, this is Delitra. Hey, everybody. This is Angela. And you're listening to Nutrient Sisters, a podcast dedicated to helping you learn how to nourish your body and soul. Welcome back to another episode of Nutrient Sisters. This is Delitra. I am here with my co-host, Angela. And today's episode, we're talking about sun safety. This is another important topic in the scope of us nourishing ourselves. So currently, we're in the hottest season. I don't know where you guys live, but it's been extra hot uh, these past couple of weeks, despite the rain that is happening um, all over. Uh, My poor AC system is working hard to keep us cool at home. And I also have an issue with humidity in my house, so (laughs) that's just great. Um, A lot of people are out there because it's still summer and they're trying to experience a hot girl summer. So this is the season of traveling, going to the beach, basically doing more activities outside. So some people may think that this episode is late <laughs> but because we're later in the summer months. However, like I said, it's still pretty hot and we're technically still in the summer season. Um, so things like sunscreen are not just for the summer. I repeat, sunscreen is not just for the summer season. Uh, There are a few myths about actually black people and the use of sunscreen. Uh, The idea of sun immunity is a prevalent theme in the black community. And apparently with other clinicians that work with black skin, which I found was pretty interesting. Uh, Personally, for a while, I was oblivious to what happens when um, I'm exposed to the sun. And there are some wonderful things and there are some not so great things that can happen with sun exposure. I'm going to take it over to Angela to take the lead and let us know more about sun and sun exposure. Yeah. So if you didn't already know, sun exposure has some pros and cons, like Dilly just said. Um, Before we dive into that, though, I I figured I'd give you some like fun facts about the sun. So to start, the sun is a huge star. It's roughly about 109 times the diameter of the Earth. So in reality, about 1 million Earths could fit inside the sun. That's like crazy to me. Um, But it's only one of 100 billion stars that exist in our galaxy, the Milky Way. It's also extremely hot. So the surface of the sun is about 10,000 degrees Fahrenheit. And then they say that, I know, right? They say that uh, temperatures in the core can reach 27 million degrees Fahrenheit. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I can't imagine that. (laughs) No. Lastly, it's made of mostly hydrogen, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, but talking about our solar system kind of gives me like a weird feeling sometimes. <laughs> like it's just weird to think about. I don't know if I'm the only one, but it's really hard to imagine. No, you're not. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I, I feel like it's really hard to imagine like what exists outside of our planet. So I thought those facts were pretty cool. But um, 
The other thing that I wanted to start off with, too, was just looking at history, um, which that's the one thing I do find to be very interesting outside of science would be um, history. So civilizations have valued the sun for like thousands of years. In fact, many religions and cultures had different names for the sun. Um, and they and they believed that the sun was actually like a god or a goddess. And then, um, you know, a lot of these people believe that these these beings were, you know, they represented the sun and through worship, you could continue to reap the benefits of their power and strength. So mm-hmm. in the Shinto religion of Japan, their name for their sun goddess was, and um, I apologize right now because I'm, I'm going to butcher like all these names, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the, the sun goddess was Amaterasu. In Greece, they actually had two, not sure the stories behind them, but there was Apollo, and he was a god. I've heard, I've heard him. And then there was Helios, and he was also a god. I don't. I think he came after Apollo, so I don't know what happened there. But the Aztecs believed in a sun god. Oh, Lord, I can't. I This Hewitt Zilopachili. <laughs> that's how that's pronounced. Um, there you go. Yeah, while the Incas actually had um, a god named Inti, West Africans believed in Liza, the sun god, while Egyptians had Ra. And then the Norse had a sun goddess named Sol or Sunna, and Hindus had a sun god named Surya. So, I don't know, just fun facts. I thought they were pretty cool. Yeah, that's but, super interesting. Right. Anyways, so let's get down to business. So the pros and cons of the sun. And the I'm literally pulling a lot of this from an article from the National Institutes of Health. So if I sound very scientific, that's why. <laughs> um, the vitamin D can be synthesized in the sun through a photosynthetic reaction triggered by exposure to UVB radiation. The efficiency of production depends on the number of UV photons that penetrate the skin a process that can be curtailed by clothing, which I'm going to talk about soon, excess body fat, sunscreen, and skin pigment, and the skin pigment melanin. So for most white people, a half hour in the summer sun in a bathing suit can initiate the release of 50,000 IU, which is about 1.25 milligrams of vitamin D, into the circulation within 24 hours of exposure. The same exposure yields about 20 to 30,000 IU in tanned individuals and about 8 to 10,000 IU for dark-skinned people. Mm. Um, that was their wording. So, But um, <laughs> you can see that it's, it's a lot more like for darker-skinned people, for black people, um, we would need a lot more sun exposure in order to get the same amount as somebody who's lighter skinned, um, right. only, you know, spending what, what did I say? 30 minutes, half hour. Yes. Mm-hmm. So anthropologists, um, Jablonski and Champlin, Cham- Chaplin, Chaplin, uh, wrote that because dark skin requires about five to six times more solar exposure than pale skin, um, for equivalent vitamin D phytosynthesis, one could surmise that skin lightening was an evolutionary adaptation, which I think is pretty cool Mm. to hear. Cooler temperatures in these higher latitudes resulted in the need for more clothing and shelter. 
uh, further reducing your exposure. So I thought that the article was really cool because it does talk a lot about how people had to rely on like fatty fish in order to get vitamin D, even though they didn't know that it had vitamin D. But um, And then when that wasn't available, you saw like a huge increase in like rickets and tuberculosis. And they eventually figured out, you know, through the years that the sun would help prevent these things. And that's why tanning then became so popular. There are other things that moderate sun exposure is really good for, though. So exposure to both UVA and UVB radiation can have direct immunosuppressive effects through the upregulation of cyto cytokines. So, um, you know, the general basis for that is that it helps your immune system <laughs> for those who aren't, <laughs> yes. you know, scientifically gifted. Um, upon exposure to sun sunshine, melon melanocytes and keratin oh boy look i can't even <laughs> say these things melanocytes and keratinocytes am i saying this there right you go. sounds good to me in the skin release a hormone and that hormone can help limit oxidative dna damage um that results from the sun so and it can help increase gene repair so i thought that was pretty cool um yeah. now when it does that it can then help reduce your your risk of getting melanoma, which is a form of skin cancer. Hmm. Then it can also increase blood levels of natural opiates called endorphins, which can help reduce stress and even help decrease depression for some people. Um, it can also help with our melatonin production. Um, melatonin, for those who don't know, it helps you, it kind of keeps you on a good circadian rhythm, helps you, helps your body figure out like when it needs to sleep and when it needs to wake up. So this can really help us align with that. Now, some cons of too much sun exposure would be a loss of skin elasticity, which can then include wrinkles and an increased appearance of fine lines pigmentation and discoloration of the skin. So those, you know, discoloration, we usually call them sunspots and they look a lot like freckles, but I think they're like a little bit bigger. Um, skin cancer obviously is a con that can come from this and that's just an abnormal growth of cells. Um, and, and they, you know, skin cancer is one of the only forms of cancer that you can actually see. And so anything on your skin that looks as if it's growing in size or maybe has like a weird shape should be checked out almost immediately. Skin cancer grows quickly and apparently it will affect every one in five people before the age of 70. Things that aren't skin related would be like migraines. That's usually from like a, um, from dehydration Heat exhaustion, which can turn into heat stroke, which would include things like dizziness, confusion, um, if it's not taken care of quickly. And then lastly, blindness. So too much time in the sun without proper eye protection can damage our sensitive eye cells, which can lead to cataracts or like macular degeneration. So I hate to end on a bad note. That's <laughs> <laughs> so serious. But, yeah, right. Um, but Delisha, <laughs> why don't you bring it up a little bit and talk a little bit more about SPF? <laughs> yeah, I can. Um, I did want to say that I was surprised about the uh, history of the sun and how people um, viewed the sun as a religious figure or something right. that's, that's pretty positive. And I guess, you know, thinking about all the pros that you said, um, I could see how 
that could be something that you're fond of um, and that you want to highlight. I did think it was interesting that because you always think about sun, exposure to sun and then sun cancer. But you were talking about the exposure to sunshine has the ability to reduce the risk of of sun cancer or cancer, right. I guess, in general. Um, so yeah. I guess it, it's about the balance of how much sun you right. actually get. Um, yeah, and I was trying to look up like... Well, how much is too much? And, you know, they have, we're going to have a post about this. Um, But like when you go on the weather app or weather channel or whatever, they will tell you the level of like UV rays or something like that. The the UV index, that's what they call it. And um, obviously it's going to be stronger like in the middle of the day um, and then in the morning and then like afternoon, nighttime, it kind of like decreases. And so they say you should go, you know, you should get about um, 10 minutes of direct sunlight and that can be like with or without SPF. Um, But at least 10 minutes would help um, if it's in the afternoon and like the strongest uh, UVA index. And then um, I read up to th- up to 20 to 30 minutes if it's in like a lower UV. So like in the morning or at night, like you can you can go a little bit longer. Um, but I don't know, because there were so many different websites I went to that kind of had different numbers, but that was like a maybe like an average. So yeah, but I, I, at least we know at least 10 minutes is like a good amount for you yeah. to get <laughs> daily. Mm-hmm. And I've totally ignored that section on the weather website, I guess, where it right. says the UV index. I'm just trying to see if it's going to rain or not or how hot it's going to be. So now that you said that, I'm going to look more closely to that. Right. Um, and then I thought it was interesting that you said that tanning, tanning became popular because of some of the good benefits that they noticed from uh, sun exposure. Yeah, yeah, it took like it took like years and years. Like this wasn't just like, oh, it took like hundreds of years, but they finally figured out that there was like a relation from like to rickets. Um they realized like, oh, it's because we're not getting vitamin D. <laughs> right. So, yeah, which which I thought was pretty cool. Like I thought that whole article was cool um to know that like um I mean, I don't really know the full history, but I guess people as you move farther away from the equator you get you know lighter and lighter and the lighter you get like obviously you're putting more clothes on because now the weather's colder and so you weren't really getting as much vitamin d so yeah it was just it was a very interesting article that is interesting and that's something that i randomly think about sometimes like you know people are like oh i don't see color we're all the human race Mm -hmm. uh which i don't believe in but uh, i do think about like oh, I wonder how all these different colors came about. Like, why are we this color and why is that person that color? And is that due to, like, the regions that we live in and the environments and things like that? Maybe we're we're more alike than than what we think. Mm -hmm. Um, And we just have, you know, of course, there's cultural differences, but we just have different shades. But random thought that I think about sometimes. Um, So I'll start talking about uh, SPF. So if you didn't know, I feel like a lot of us have heard of SPF, but the acronym for that is Sun Protection Factor. So that's what SPF stands for. SPF is a measure of how solar energy, so UV radiation, 
uh, is required to reduce, how much is required to reduce, produce sunburn on protected skin. And protected skin is defined as when sunscreen is present on your body. The SPF value on the sunscreen bottle indicates the level of sunburn protection provided by that sunscreen product. So as the SPF value increases, sunburn protection increases. Apparently there's a myth that people believe SPF is related to the time spent in the sun. So if I have um, an SPF of 15, that's like you can spend 15 minutes in the sun um, without having to reapply. Apparently that's a thing that people think. Um, mm -hmm. However, SPF is not directly related to time of solar exposure, but to the amount of solar exposure. Mm -hmm. So it is recommended to choose an SPF of at least 15. Um, and the FDA recommends that those with fairer skin may want to choose a higher SPF of 30 to 50. And uh, fair skin people are reported to be more likely to absorb more solar energy, going back to what Angela was talking about when she was uh, referencing the various vitamin D absorption rates, um, than darker skin people under the same conditions. And to me, that makes sense as I see more fair skin people get sunburnt more often. Um, and please note that I said more often because black people can get sunburned. Mm -hmm, yeah. uh, and I did not think that this was possible until one time when I was a kid, um, well, when I was a child, because I had never seen a sunburnt black person. However, I learned personally that that was not true due to a hot summer in Texas. <laughs> and, mm. and oh my goodness, it hurts so bad. That's not something I want to experience again. I don't know how people are just out here getting sunburned. Like it's nothing. It was right. so painful. And it looks painful to, when I see other people have it, like their skin is peeling off. Like I don't, I don't get how they don't learn their lesson. But right. anyways, uh, another important thing is to choose a broad spectrum sunscreen. And broad spectrum protects you from the two types of UV radiation, UVA and UVB. And apparently sunscreen products that have an SPF lower than 15 and are not broad spectrum must display a warning on their product. And it has to warn consumers that the product uh, will protect you from getting sunburned. However, it will not protect from the risk of developing skin cancer and early skin aging. Um, and I'm those just like random, like going back to what you were saying about um, the effects of skin, the, the sun on your skin. I actually watch these, uh, these videos like Dr. Pimple Popper um, oh, yeah. and some other people on YouTube. I don't know why it's so satisfying to me. Um, but I do notice that some of the patients get treated for solar, I think they're called comedones. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. And the dermatologist or I think an esthetician can do it too. We'll talk about like why that happened. Um, 
due to excess exposure in the sun and the treatment for that is very interesting to me. I'm like, wow, I didn't know that that can happen. Um, so just random. So right. that's just a pretty general overview of SPF and sunscreen. And Angela, I'm wondering, what is your regimen like? Do you have any tips or tricks for sun safety? Um, As far as I'm sunscreen. Okay, let me tell you. I am so bad at putting on sunscreen. Are and you? like, yes, and I'm light. Like, I'm light skinned. I'm half and half. So, like, I already know the sun. Like, I have a whole skincare uh, regimen, but like, okay. it does not always include my sunscreen. So, I need to get better. I know that I do. Yeah. But yeah. sunglasses, girl. Sunglasses are like chapstick to me. I keep them, both of those things. I keep both of those things everywhere. I keep, I have one in my car. I have one in my purse, one in my work bag. Like I get, uh, yeah, I get the cheap kinds from Walmart because I refuse to spend like good money on, (laughs) on things that I lose or break. And I do lose and break those like all the time. But, um, another huge thing for me is like staying hydrated. I drink lots of water regardless, but one time when I was younger, my dad was like out of the house and he was in another country and it was just me and my mom. And he had always like, he had shown me how to mow the lawn. And so one day I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a good daughter. I'm going to go out there. It took about two hours. But before I did that, I like chugged like a lot of glasses of green tea. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I'm out there mowing the lawn, living my best life. And I got finished and my head was throbbing. Mm. I ended up getting the first migraine of my life that day. Mm. It was terrible. I threw up. I was like, what is this? Like I had never known. Yeah. Now I didn't know until later that like one, you should not have a bunch of caffeine before you go in the sun. So that was mistake number one. The other one was that it was sweetened. So it was like, um, cause this was like a pre-made like Turkey Hill green tea, you know, so it had a <laughs> bunch of sugar. Uh-huh. So that was mistake number two. And that was all I drank that whole morning. <laughs> so yeah, so I made this mistake, but I want to let all of you know not to make the same mistake. So if you know that you're going to be in the sun for a really long period of time, you have to drink water. Like, mm-hmm. Because like I said, it could lead to like heat exhaustion, heat stroke. You're like, we're not trying to play around with that. So Right. Um, but one thing that is sort of sun related, chafing. Yeah. I say that because the sun makes you hot, you start sweating, and mm-hmm. I have thick thighs. Me too. So in the summertime, oh my gosh, that chafing awful. it's awful. Yeah. And I would say girls <laughs> I mean men too, but like girls, keep get a chafing stick or whatever the heck it's called. Mm-hmm. Keep that with you. I went to the park one time. I wore a dress. I was sweating. The whole day I had to like push my dress in between my thighs just yes. to get them to not rub. Like it's terrible. So uh, I would say, yeah. My last thing is just to know your limits. Like I know that some people can't really be in the sun, out in the sun like that. I love the sun. I'll spend like hours out there laying out, just relaxing. But I also know, like, for me, like, I can't do a workout outside. I tried it once, and again, I got a migraine. Really? Yeah. Um, But I always joke, because in the office, 
at work, I'm always so cold. I have like my heater on and everything. And they're always like, why are you so cold? You, you don't have any iron. I'm like, first of all, do you see my skin? <laughs> I'm like, I was supposed to live near the equator, okay? <laughs> I'm just joking. But still, the cold weather for me, that's that's for the birds. But you have to know your limits. Like, if you know that you can't be in the sun for hours, then don't do it. Like, yeah, you just, you got to know. You got to know your limit. You're going to be suffering. <laughs> that's That's true. Um, I'm so glad you brought up the chafing thing. I didn't even think about that. But that's like one of the worst things about the summer for me. And I've been meaning Mm -hmm. to try like one of those chafing sticks or whatever, because it can get really bad. Like I'm bleeding and things like that. Um, Right. Those people that have a thigh gap don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Right. uh, Right. It's pretty brutal. I'm pretty good. And for the most part about having my water if I'm like going to the park or something um because water also helps us to regulate our our temperature so I think Mm -hmm. I'm like okay that's gonna help me cool down uh you were talking earlier about the weather and I think the amount of UV uh the UV index depending Mm -hmm. on the time so I always hear the tip to like go out go outside pretty earlier in the day Mm -hmm. um then the middle of the day because it's kind of miserable, especially on a, a very right. hot day. Um, unlike you, I'm pretty bad when it comes to sunglasses, <laughs> like really bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! And you talking to you talked earlier about the um, the the con of sun exposure and the potential for blindness. I'm like, oh my goodness! I'm like, yeah, yeah. Ruin my vision. I'm really oh, bad Walmart. about that. Um, hey Walmart <laughs> I do no. not I do not mess with Walmart and I'm not afraid of uh, losing the potential of sponsorship for Walmart oh I, my gosh I, I just tried to get a sponsor <laughs> girl no let, let's talk about this uh, off the mic okay Target okay. Target hit us up five, I'll even go to five and below uh, before I go to Walmart but, okay, well, any any one of you, Target, Five Below, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like a deal. And like you said, I lose mine pretty often. So that's my problem. I need to get like several uh, several sun, sunglasses to keep yes. uh, in various areas. Because I lose it and they break because they're cheap. So mm-hmm, yeah. whatever. Uh, I'm, but I have been really good about sunscreen in the past couple of years um so the tips that i have to are to apply 15 minutes before going outside also make sure you reapply every two hours sometimes i'm not the best at this but that is um something that you should do uh like i said i've become more serious about sun protection but i'm not where i want to be but i try to make it convenient for myself i use a lotion that has sunscreen in it it's broad, it's broad spectrum. It's either 15 or above. I don't know which one it's, it meets the criteria. So I use that like a lotion because it's a lotion and I apply it mm-hmm. all over my body. Um, so I don't even have to think about adding another product. I do sometimes like if I'm going to a theme park or um, when I was pre-COVID, <laughs> something like that, I would have like one of those uh, spray sunscreens. So I do like that as well. Uh, but the lotion that I use is great. It's hydrating and it mixes well into my skin. I don't experience that white Casper face that 
many people of color can get with mm-hmm. products that aren't made for us. Another reason why I like this break is I don't experience that either. Um, I do follow the company Black Girl Sunscreen. Have you heard of that? Mm, yeah, I've heard of it. Okay. Which on Instagram, haven't tried out yet, but they do sell online um, in their in-store at Target. Um, but <laughs> I hear... Hey, Target. <laughs> I hear a lot of great reviews and they promote how it's also moisturizing and does not leave a white cast. So once my lotion is done, I think I'm going to support a black business and try it out mm. and let you guys know what I think. Yes, there's, um, you know what, on Friday, so um, this upcoming Friday, we're going to do a post about, um, I forgot her name. Oh, no. But there's a dermatologist that we're going to give a shout out to on Instagram, but she um, is very much for like people of color. So she, she, um, she talks about um, skincare. But lately, because it's been summertime, she's been giving us good um, products and stuff that she actually reviews herself because she's a dark skinned black woman. Um, and she, so I've seen her actually try on the black girl sunscreen. Um, okay. I, for, I forgot what the review was. I'd have to go back and look, but we're going to give a shout out to her on Friday yes. so people can um, look up her, her page. Um, I think it's called Brown. Is it? No, is it brown skin derm? I don't know. We'll figure it out. But um, either way, I've seen a lot of products that are have come out this past year that are j- just for black people. Really? Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, for, for sunscreens. And um, I mean, skincare in general, I feel like it really has been booming for, for black people. Um, but I have seen some sunscreens and some like lip stuff. So a lot of people always forget to put SPF on their lips. Ooh. But they actually have specific like lip, you know, balms and stuff that you can put on that have SPF. So okay, okay, yeah, I want to mm-hmm. follow her after this and see what she yeah, has to she's recommend. Great, yeah, it's very important her. to have representation in all aspects of healthcare. So I've been looking for a black dermatologist. Actually, I found yeah. one on my um my insurance provider list. So. Oh, there you go. I just need to find the time to to set up an appointment and see what she's talking about. Yeah, I hope one day we can maybe we can talk to her. But I really want to know. Yeah. I feel like this year there was such a huge emphasis on like the lotions and there's like facial serums and there's sprays and um, I feel like I heard a lot about like what's in these sunscreens and are they safe and in fact I know. I'm sorry, Neutrogena, but I know they had oh, yeah. gotten one of their products pulled because it had something in it. And I was like, is this, so what do I do? <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to wear SPF, but it sounds like there's some, some not so good stuff. I don't know. I need to do the research, but um, yeah. when I do put on sunscreen, so for my face, I actually have a powder sunscreen. I don't know if that works, but I do it anyway. And then when I put on on my body, I have a, a spray. So I'm like, oh, okay. okay. So even if I'm, d- even if when I do put it on, I'm wondering if it's like the same protection. <laughs> I'm probably just ruining my skin even more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's better than nothing. I've heard of like there's various uh, makeup brands that have SPF. Uh, yeah, and I heard, but I heard the makeup 
when you when you mix it with the makeup, it's not as it's not as good. So I'm oh. like, dang, I'm confused. So that's why maybe we can get in touch with her when I when I give her a shout out, and maybe she can yeah. answer some of my questions because yeah. we could probably do a whole another episode just on SPF. <laughs> we could, and I, I want to talk more about the idea of sun immunity in the black community. Um, that was something interesting that I was researching when when we were talking about doing this episode. So that was interesting. I did hear about the recall with Neutrogena, uh, I think also Avino and Banana Boat. Mm, okay. So there was an independent pharmaceutical testing that found that the sun care products contained a known carcinogen that has been linked to blood cancer and other oh illnesses. Oh my gosh. Now, why are we just so, talking this out in 2020? What are we, 2021? I mean, <laughs> shoot. So I might not get skin cancer, but I'm going to get that blood cancer. Okay, right. got it. <laughs> we can't win. I don't know. I know. Which one's, which one's, you know, better or worse? I mean, shoot. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you know, I do think, like, when I was talking about, uh, t- sorry to go back to your point about Black people. Um, yeah. I do, I I would like to see because it sounds like we need we need a lot of sun in order to get the these levels of vitamin D and they have said that this is you know a lack of vitamin D has has been linked to depression so I think that it would be really interesting to see like is this why we're seeing such higher rates I guess of depression mm-hmm. in the black community because we're not I mean is that is that related you know, to vitamin D deficiency. So, Because I know, I think I just saw a post, I think like they said 70% of Americans are low in vitamin D. Yeah, it's Which really is like common. a huge group of people. Yeah, that's like a large number of people. So. Yeah. And we were talking about that on the, the vitamins, the truth about micronutrients episode about like how a lot of the vitamin D was outside of egg yolks. Um, vitamin D food sources, they're not like very popular food items for people. So it could be like a mixture of the sun exposure and the diet as well. Very interesting. I would love to see if there's any scientific studies out there in particular about black people and vitamin D and sun exposure, like all of that. That'd be great. Well, now we know. This will be another episode. <laughs> yeah. Part two. Part two is coming, guys. Season four. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> we already got season three all planned out, guys. Sorry. <laughs> but we want to hear what you guys want to hear in season four. We right. welcome your comments and questions. For sure. So that concludes our episode on sun safety. We hope that you learned maybe just a little bit more than what you had already known. We'd like to thank you for tuning in and we appreciate all of the love and support that you all have showed us this past year. Yes, we are just at the one year mark since we started this podcast. We're still pushing through to this day. So please subscribe to our podcast in order to receive updates for when we drop our latest videos and be sure to like and share our content so that we can continue to grow and expand. And once again, we are just so thankful for you all and we hope that you have a great day.